Welcome to Life on Planet Earth with John Aiden Byrne. She was this strong force of faith and hope and love, and but also she was she's a tough kid and she's spunky and. Um, Boy, she started on the road to correction uh, for Tommy, and and Tommy didn't even really, you know, he didn't honestly want a daughter. Uh, He had agreed to meet her, and then she interjected herself into Tommy's life. She just said, I'm staying, and, you know, so there was a lot of friction, but, and so she really, you know, so they really kind of got into it, certainly over faith, but, you know, she threw out all his uh, prescription pills and cigarettes and alcohol and, uh, behind his back and he he had a rude awakening with her and and so uh, it was there's there's quite a lot of hu- humor there uh, and Tommy didn't think it was funny but uh, there's a lot of humor there and and uh, but it but it, then it, the, the, as a relationship grows it it blossoms and you know t- Tulsa's like the sunshine Tommy's kind of shrouded in darkness that was Scott Pryor telling me about his latest hit movie Tulsa now the number 2 all-time box office success For self-distributed films, he is the movie's star, director, and writer, and I'll be talking to Scott and his creative collaborator, his wife, Laura Pryor, in my interview coming up. A voyage of discovery in an uncommon age of unparalleled scientific, economic, political, and social upheaval, life on planet Earth searches for the unvarnished truth answers, solutions, and above all, hope for our existential crisis. Tulsa is an uplifting, wholesome story of redemption. It follows a desperate marine biker, Tommy Colston, played by Scott, whose life is turned upside down when he is united with the sassy nine-year-old daughter he never knew existed. Tulsa is a faith-filled movie, and not surprisingly, faith plays a large role in the lives of Scott and Laura Pryor and their family. Faith is a very central part of our life, and I wouldn't be making a movie or going through all of it's a lot of work. I wouldn't go through the trouble if it wasn't something that we were passionate about, and faith is a very big part of our lives as a couple and as a family. And so it comes through in all of our stories that we, we create. And our hope is to help people through those messages. Wow, Scott and Laura are busy people. Scott is also a trial lawyer out of Atlanta. So you can imagine where some of the creative inspiration comes from for the family and the independent movie business they operate. Making independent movies is indeed a family business for the Priors, and many people are grateful to them. Our very first film is called The List. We shot it for $100,000 in 20 days. I mean, it was very low budget, but we still get messages across literally the world. Um, and last Christmas, and then literally one month ago, we, we've received two messages where um, both people who reached out were suicidal and they were literally ready to kill themselves. They watched the list and reached out to us and said, literally the movie saved their life. Sure, look, it's grand to have you back. Here's a wee clip from Tulsa, and then we'll catch up with my interview with the movie's star, director, 
and writer Scott Pryor and his collaborator Laura Pryor. I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. Quiet. It's time for church. There are no churches in this town. You're lying. Now get up. I made breakfast. I'm going to drop you off at the orphanage. I don't know how much longer I can do this. Okay. I'll stay. You don't have a place for me to stay, but it's okay now. I found my father. I am in no position to be a father. She has no other family. Into the world, to the wild, no place for child. Use my voice to hide. All unpacked. Great. You know you shouldn't smoke or drink. It'll kill you. So will children. All your alcohol and cigarettes. I threw them out. What the? That language. I've been in five different schools since mom died. The girls can be kind of mean. You gotta treat school like prison. Go up to the biggest, baddest girl and punch her in the face. So. So, you won't let go? I won't let go, I promise. Where's that? Lost. Well, say by love, Tommy. Doesn't always come in the form of a lighthouse or lightning in the sky. Why aren't you so scared to go to church? You just know it doesn't work. Maybe God's at work right now, and you just don't see it. So full of love. Elsa! She's a very sick little girl. She did sustain several injuries, not the least of which is the one to her head. And now, if this should continue, she's going to slip into a coma. You could do anything in the world right now. What would it be? I'd go to the daddy-daughter dance with you. I wish we could. Holding on to the hope that Mr. Colston. I'm sorry, you're not allowed to visit. Mr. Colston! We Colstons. We go big. We go home. I'm sailing home You fought for me. You fought for us. Let's be honest. I'm no good. I'm no good for you. You're perfect for me. I love you, Tommy Colston. asked what kind of family she wanted. She said, a family like yours. Learn more about adopting a teen at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My guests are Scott and Laura Pryor talking to me about their fabulous, wholesome movies and the success of their latest, Tulsa, which will be streaming in February. I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. Scott and Laura, congratulations, first of all. Number two all-time box office hit for Tulsa. How did you guys do this? Thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you, John, for having us on the show. We really appreciate that. Um, how do we do <laughs> number two at the box office? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Um, you know, we... Uh, 
you know, thanks, uh, the grace of God. And th- thank you for all the hard work for, for the team who, uh, you know, helped us uh, produce Tulsa and all the hard work that everybody put into it. You know, we felt as if the the story was very, very strong. The film was very strong in terms of message and, and, a, and a great, very impactful story. And so we felt as if uh, it would be really moving for people. But we knew that, you know, the two challenges we'd have, of course, a, uh, people not knowing that movie theaters would be open and B, of course, COVID, people not wanting to come out. But we made the decision. We knew it was risky, but we made the decision to go ahead and, and um, you know, put it in theaters. And, and we, feel, we felt like uh, it was a, a film that the country needed. Um, it wasn't an ideal time to put it in theaters, but it's a message of hope, love and redemption. And, and we felt like, okay, this is what the country needs right now. So it's more about serving others and, and um, you know, just inspiring others during this kind of dark, cloudy time in terms of the COVID and the, the political unrest and the, the unrest in the country. And so, you know, we did and, and we knew that this was a this was a word of mouth film that uh, as long as we get people to watch it, they will go out and, and be our ambassadors and, and tell their friends and family and loved ones and neighbors and coworkers to come out and see it. And that's kind of uh, that's kind of what happened. We had a very, very uh, extremely low budget in terms of, you know, marketing uh, once it was in theaters. So we basically did, you know, some Facebook, uh, Facebook ads to the local area theaters. And that's really all we did. And we had a very, very small budget per theater at that. But we knew if we could just get people out, um, they would then tell their friends and, and, and it would grow that way. And that's essentially uh, that's, you know, we had great organic growth and that's essentially what happened. So um, we're ex- extremely thankful uh, thankful for everybody who came out and thankful, of course, for everybody who supported us and, and helped uh, make the film. So just just huge appreciation and humility and thankfulness. OK, so you're the star director and writer in this movie. Give us a quick summary. Sure. So Tulsa is a story. It's it's, it's a it's a daddy long lost daughter love story. So essentially um, the main character is Tommy Coulson. Tommy is a U.S. Marine biker, you know, tough guy, rough guy who's um, just at a really horrible point in his life. He's stuck in a rut. Um, he's been through, you know, he's got PTSD, but on top of that, he's been through major, major tragedy and he's just stuck. He doesn't know what to do. Um, he's, he's literally to the, to the, to the edge of life, just holding on and, and it's honestly just, just tired of life and ready to, ready to call it quits. And, um, that's, that's where we meet Tommy Colston and, uh, he gets a call from a, a friend of his and saying, you know, I have your daughter and he's like, you know, I, I don't have a daughter. And so, so anyhow, so, so then in comes, you know, he agrees to meet this, this little girl named Tulsa and Tulsa is a force to be reckoned with. And, um, she's a very strong personality as is Tommy. And so there's a lot of friction in the beginning and there's a lot of fighting, which leads to a lot of humor. Uh, and originally they fight each other, but then as the story goes on, they end up um, loving each other and fighting for each other in the relationship. And so it's a very, very heartwarming story. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a movie that, I mean, people, uh, send us messages from all over the country and, and, uh, even the critics have, have been, you know, blown away and, and just really, really excited for the film and the story and the, uh, the strong elements there. So, um, so anyhow, that's kind of a, a synopsis when, when somebody goes and watches or somebody watches it, uh, typically they're, uh, they're very moved by it. And, uh, so we're, we're obviously thankful, thankful for that. I seem to remember watching some of the trailers for the movie 
in movie theaters in New York and New Jersey. Will it be available? I know it's on limited release and then it's going to be streaming beginning in February. Uh, any theaters in the Northeast where we could still catch the movie? I think that I think uh, we're we're out of theaters now. We had a 13 week run, um, and so uh, I don't think we're playing in any theaters now. Now we do, you know, if an independent theaters or other theaters want to pick it back up, that's fine. Um, we're certainly open to that because we get calls from time to time on that. But uh, but right now, as of right now, the only way to see it is is uh, digitally when when it releases in February. The movie is inspired by true events from one of your actual trial cases. That's correct. That's correct. So, so um, I'm a trial lawyer, and uh, you know, I have my own firm, Scott Pryor Law, and we specialize in um, major, major uh, tragedies uh, in terms of injury cases. For instance, uh, last week I took on the representation of a case of uh, somebody in Texas who a wife who'd been killed. Uh, and she left five children and a, and a loving husband. So we deal with, with death and very serious injury cases across the country. And that's the world that we live in. And we're able to kind of come alongside these families uh, that are hurting and, and fight, basically fight insurance companies for compensation because, you know, we, uh, we're supposed to pay them, but uh, they don't like to pay us. And so, um, so anyhow, so, so we fight, you know, we fight for, for our clients. And, and uh, so, day in and day out, you know, I get to sit down with people and um, just, just, just sit down with them and, and uh, be there for them. And, and I need to understand how this has impacted their lives, not just, okay, I have medical bills, but like, how has this impacted your life? Is it a, is a grandmother who can no longer pick up her grandchildren? Is it a, you know, what, what, what's, what's, what's the thing? What's the issue? And so in this particular case, um, and, and this, Tulsa is inspired by by a number of cases and characters, but um, I was preparing for trial a couple of years ago on a on a really tough case, and um, and it was a circumstantial only case, but I, I I knew that we were right, and I knew I knew what the truth was, and um, anyhow, so in the trial preparation, you know, we were getting ready to go to trial, and, and I said to I said to the family, I said, you know, tell me how this has affected you. Um, you know, just, just, just walk me through that, paint that picture for me. I need to understand it and obviously communicate that to the jury. And so, um, one of the things that came up is, is the family said, look, you know, my, uh, the husband, uh, the father and the daughter used to love to go to the daddy daughter dance. And, um, you know, they used to dance for hours and hours, a whole night away. And it was our favorite thing to do was the daddy daughter dance. And, and after, after the tragedy, of course, there was just a, you know, they'd go for maybe 10, maybe 20 minutes, and then they'd have to leave just because it was just too much. And so um, that just, you know, when, when I was preparing for trial, that just really hit me. I was, I was actually, we just finished. Uh, so Tulsa's our third, our third feature film. I had just finished our second is called Black Bear. And um, so I, we had just finished filming Black Bear. And I was fly- I was actually working on a different script, flying back from LA back to Georgia uh, again, getting ready to try this case. And um, I was just in the air, and the- I-, I was thinking about the case, uh, and it just hit me the the, the story. And I, you know, I, certainly I fictionalized some some characters and fictionalized some things, but it, that uh, that conversation with that family really inspired me to to write this out. So that's that's where it came from. And, um, you know, I, I love sitting down with families and, and, you know, we deal with just day in and day out, just tragedy and really horrific things. So it really keeps you grounded in, in real people and real lives and being able to care and love for people, but also fighting, uh, fighting like a, like a mad Marine. Um, 
to help people. <laughs> this movie could be watched on many levels, but on one level, it's a faith-based movie, right? So Tulsa is the nine-year-old young lady in the movie. That's correct. And she does something interesting. She brings biker Tommy Colston back to his faith. That's correct. And, and, and quite honestly, Tommy never really had faith. And so she was this strong force of faith and hope and love. And, but also she was, she's a tough kid and she's spunky. And um, boy, she started on the road to correction uh, for Tommy. And, and Tommy didn't even really, you know, he didn't honestly want a daughter. Uh, he had agreed to meet her. And then she interjected herself into Tommy's life she just said, I'm staying. And, you know, so there was a lot of friction, but, and so she really, you know, so they really kind of got into it certainly over faith, but, you know, she threw out all his uh, prescription pills and cigarettes and alcohol and uh, behind his back. And he, he had a rude awakening with her. And, and so uh, it was, there's, there's quite a lot of humor there. Uh, and Tommy didn't think it was funny, but uh, there's a lot of humor there. And, and uh, but it, but it, then it, the, the, as a relationship grows, it, it blossoms. And, you know, t Tulsa's like the sunshine and uh, Tom, Tommy's kind of shrouded in darkness. And, and as we, and we strategically shot the film that, you know, anywhere Tulsa is, it, it's, it's a lot of yellows in our color palette. And, um, it, you know, she's the sunshine, she's the light. And Tommy, of course, is shrouded in darkness. And as their relationship progresses, literally the, the cinematography, the movie lightens up as as you go uh, through to the end. So, wow, that's an interesting technique. So, she was this shining angel, inspired uh, by her faith, and the father was on, let's say, the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, brings them to faith. I mean, that's it's not something you expect. It's usually the parents that bring their children to faith. Yes, absolutely, and we always try to. You know, I think faith is extremely important uh, in life and, and in the films. You know, we, we certainly want to weave in elements of faith because it's so important. We feel it's important. We always want to try to do it in a fresh manner. We never want to sit somebody down and like preach to them or beat them over the head. We always want to handle it delicately and um, in a non, um, uh, you know, a non uh, offensive way, I guess it would be a way to describe it but but we would like to bring kind of a fresh freshness and a newness and so we thought that would be an interesting angle of course having the child uh almost be the parent and um in the relationship so so this actually happened in real life um the the faith elements the the, the inspiration the inspiration was drawn kind of out of the daddy daughter aunts and that relationship the faith we we added in the family and i've got the family that i represented is very very private so i have to um, be, be very, be very guarded. But um, the inspiration for the story certainly happened. And there's elements literally directly from some transcripts. But, uh, but, but the faith elements was, was kind of added on top of it, although the family is a family of faith. Well, it's always good to talk about faith on our show. You mentioned church and faith. Are we talking about Christianity here? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
My guests are Scott and Laura Pryor talking to me about their fabulous wholesome movies and the success of their latest, Tulsa, which will be streaming in February. I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. I assume a lot of the audience that were attracted to your movie were church people, but then the movie doesn't preach to anybody. You can walk away, make up your own mind, and it's also a very good story and there's a great plot in it. A good wholesome movie in that sense. Yes, that's correct, John. As a matter of fact, that, that's a great point. As a matter of fact, um, we get comments all the time and, and literally, you know, our first film is called The List and then there was Black Bear and then Tulsa is our, our third film. So we get comments from from ar- literally around the world on our first two films. Tulsa hasn't been released internationally yet, um, but that's in the works. Uh, we get we get a lot of comments. As a matter of fact, um, we get a number of comments of people who are, aren't um, of faith, and they'll uh, they will reach out to us. and And several people literally made um, videos and put them on YouTube and different uh, social media platforms and said, "Look, this movie is excellent. This this movie like you'll it, it just takes you um, to these different levels emotionally and deals with all these different topics." And you don't have to be a person of faith to enjoy this movie. And, and they'll say the faith is definitely in there, but like you won't be, feel beat up by it if you're not Christian or not, you know, or you're not a person of faith at all. You don't feel beat up by it. It's still a really wonderful story. So that's typically the response um, that we get. And of course, we do that on purpose. You know, we, we want you to experience the faith um, through the characters and the characters struggle with the faith. You know, it, it's not this. You know, everything's neatly tied in a bow uh, type. Um, that's not how we we play the faith. I mean, there's there's definitely these struggles. And, you know, Tommy has these, you know, he has tough conversations with God. And, you know, every, you know, if he comes to faith, it's just not this, you know, yellow brick brick road that's golden and beautiful. It's it's uh it's this tension and struggle still. So um, a lot of people who are not of faith literally go out on social media and say, you you really need to, to watch this movie there. And for those who are interested, what denomination or church was this faith referring to? Was it evangelical, Christian, Catholic? So it would. So honestly, it's non non denominational. So um, you know, you can be you know honestly, you could be of uh, of any faith to enjoy it. But um, they're you know basically uh, you know fought followers of Christ, but, but not in a denominational. So it's not, you know, Catholic or Presbyterian or Methodist. I mean, um, it's, it's non-denominational, if that makes sense. Laura, first of all, congratulations to you. Also, you're involved in this family business, putting out your brilliant movies. I wanted to ask about faith in your lives as a couple and family. Did it inform you for this movie in how you scripted it, produced it, and ultimately in how it turned out. Thank you, John. Yes, absolutely. Faith is a very central part of our life. And I wouldn't be making a movie or going through all of it's a lot of work. I wouldn't go through the trouble if it wasn't something that we were passionate about. And faith is a very big part of our lives as a couple and as a family. And so it comes through in all of our stories that we we create. And our hope is to help people through those messages. Can you give us a little more on that? So you attend church, a Christian church. Uh, are you evangelicals? Uh, we go to a non-denominational church that I guess would be more in line with what you would describe as an evangelical, yes. 
let's talk about faith for a moment and the entertainment industry and where we're at in America. A lot of people are surprised that movies like yours, which don't have to be taken as religious themed, but it has that religious component to it, uh, can be successful. And there are numerous other examples of this. Uh, So what role does faith and entertainment uh, play in American society and politics today from your perspective? Well, I mean, I think it's a much needed message, especially when you're looking at dark times, people are looking for answers and they're looking for a higher power. And and where is that seen through all of the chaos? And, and, and so I think that people are hungry for it, not just that, but for a message of hope, a message of love and redemption. And I think that even if people are not of faith, that a movie like Tulsa would really speak to them because it it kind of just shows them that there is hope and there there is something bigger than yourself and and it gets you thinking about more than what's going on currently in your life. Tulsa describes a lot of violent culture, I suppose, and drug abuse, and it's a tale of redemption. And when we talk about faith in our lives and you talk to people who have gone through different struggles in alcoholism, uh, drug addiction, loneliness even, sometimes they rise above that through faith and belief in a higher power. For many people, that's God. You take the uh, AA movement in America has done so much for people. The higher power, they, they urge attendees to find find some answers in in their God. And for many, that's a Christian God. Could you speak to that? Yes. I mean, as far as our films, we always try to include real life issues. We don't want it to be something where it's perfect and it's unrelatable. People have struggles. It doesn't matter where you are in life. You may be struggling with addictions, drug, alcohol, pills. Um, You could be struggling with depression or there's many different like financial struggles and things like that. And we definitely want that to come through in the film. So people that they can connect to that and it helps them think and say, Oh yeah, I I get that and see that there's hope. And a lot of times, at least in our movies, we show that hope through a relationship uh, with, with our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And so I think that's a, a huge part of, of helping people through difficult times. Do you think there's a lot of evil in the world today more than there was? And at the same time, we have all this hope. Uh, You look at American society, it's so polarized and divided. We've seen a lot of evil actions on our streets and in our culture. And yet we see a lot of really good acts and good people out there. It's a very strange and unusual period in our history. I do think that it feels like we are in more evil times, and that may be the case. I think that the world has always had a lot of evil in it, and it is a lot more prominent now due to the press and the internet, and it's just more in your face, and people more know more of what's going on. But I do think that evil has has been prevalent for, for centuries, and um, one thing that, especially in America, is that we don't realize is that we are founded, the country is founded on Christian principles. So some of the things that we see and we recognize as wrong or right that may not come from a moral or religious compass, it comes from the foundation of our country. And so as things change, 
I think that people are realizing more and more um, that there is more evil in the world that they realize. Because you look at what's going on around us, and, and the movie gets into this family breakdown, domestic violence, drug abuse, violence on the streets, homicide, abortion, uh, and all of those things. So for some people, it's very difficult to have any hope when they look out at that landscape. What do you say to them? With us, you know, I love to tell people, listen, um, and we actually had um, our very first film is called The List. We shot it for $100,000 in 20 days. I mean, it was very low budget, but we still get messages across literally the world. Um, and last Christmas and then literally one month ago, we, we've received two messages where um, both people who reached out were su- were suicidal and they were literally ready to kill themselves. They watched the list and, um, and, and reached out to us and said, literally the movie saved their life. Um, now, uh, and, and so my response to them and my response to anybody who's listening to this podcast is you got to understand that there is a God. He loves you. Um, whether you believe that or not, it's still true. And he has a purpose for you. He has a purpose for your life. Uh, if you don't have that belief, um, I want you to wrestle with it. And I want you to, 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 to seek that message out. Um, we, you know, we always say, I, I like to tell people, begin with the book of John, the gospel of John, and read that. Um, but, but understanding that you have a purpose, uh, that God has a purpose for you. He designed you uh, uniquely for a, for a specific purpose. And he designed you know, to the, down to the number of hairs on your head. Um, when you, when you understand that and understand the message of the gospel of Christ and loving us and loving us so much that, you know, Christ came down to die for us and die for our sins because he, he wanted us. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. And you have a God and you have a savior who actually wants you as opposed to us being just random, you know, random strands of DNA or biology with no purpose. Um, to me, that's depressing, but 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 understanding a God who who loves you so much and who's not detached, um, that's everything. And and I think it's important. It's it's easy for us to get you know to to look at our circumstances and and look at all the different problems we have in life. And we all have them, and we all struggle. I mean, Laura and I struggle with you know just you know we're we're people too. We we don't have it all figured out, but but we you know we struggle. And and um, our characters in our films, you know, I call it having tortured souls. I like to write characters with tortured souls because that's where people connect. Cause a lot of our, a lot of the people who follow our films, they say, Oh man, I'm that guy. Or, or people say, man, they can I, identify with the characters. Absolutely. They can identify through their weakness. I don't want to write perfect characters because none of us are perfect, but going back, circling back around to, you know, there is a God, he loves you and he has a purpose for your life. Um, that's everything. I think that's a huge game changer for, for people. And so to, to, to hear of people, you know, coming to God and, you know, we, we've, we've heard that literally, you know, throughout the world. Um, I think there's a huge need because the, the message that the messages that we receive on a daily basis are, please keep doing films like this, or, Hey, I was just introduced to your films. Um, please keep doing this. I wish there was more like that. And so I think there's a huge, huge, huge market and a huge need for these types of films. Well, you may not have everything figured out, Scott and Laura, but you have you do have one thing figured out. You're very you must be very organized. You're not only a trial liar, but you're you're making movies. So congratulations, God bless you. How long did it take to make Tulsa, and how did you fit in your 
your day job? That's a that's a good question. So um, Laura's kind of the secret sauce. Uh, she's <laughs> she's quiet. We're very if if you take the two most opposite people on the planet, that'll be me and Laura. But we the thing about us is we compliment uh, we compliment each other. But um, one thing I will say is uh, I have an incredible team at Scott Pryor Law. Uh, they're the best legal staff in the country. And I mean, I get compliments all over. Um, and so we have great teams. Um, just, we identify awesome, awesome people who come together both in law and then the film. And so we work, you know, we work very hard. Uh, it's, it's a lot of hard work and, um, it's consistently waking up every day and working and working and working, but also having, um, the grace of God by far and above anything, but also, um, we feel we feel blessed that the people who come to these projects and help us is a passion because we're not, we're not shooting. These budgets are not big budgets. They're very uh, small budgets and we have a very small time frame. Most people are very shocked at how quickly we shoot and um, the budget that we shoot on uh, for these films and, and Scott prior law funds the films, at least the first three we're we're now going to partner with other uh, other people in terms of funding. But, but it's a, uh, you know, we have to be very strategic, very intentional, um, not, not waste time and not waste funds, but, but again, we're so thankful for the number of, of people who we give the props and credit to who, who come together to make this film, um, with, without them and the team, forget it. We, it would never be made. And of course, the grace of God. You're the star and director in this movie, also Tulsa. So have you a background in acting? Because you, you pull off your character very well. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I, I do. Uh, acting just kind of came to me uh, in high school uh, by, a, by you know, we had a class where we would make up skits and then I just loved it. And um, I was big into athletics. I didn't love school, but I was big into athletics and just kind of did the creative thing and I'd get sucked into all these other classmates would ask me to be in their stuff. And, and that kind of started me. And then in college, I did uh, some plays and some Shakespeare and different stuff. Again, not really have any formal training. And then um, just just doing more. I love it. Now I, I'm at uh, Mornell Studios here in Atlanta. Uh, it's an invitation only studio. And I'm always trying to um, work on that craft. I take it extremely seriously. Uh, and I work very, very hard to try to, you know, hit that next level and really dig and and grind and, and, um, and reach that. But, uh, but I, you know, I've, I've, I've certainly studied acting and, and, uh, I love it. I want to do more of it. Um, but, but thank you. And, and also for Tulsa, I had a co-director. So it was me and, um, Gloria Stella was also my co-director. And then Laura was kind of behind the camera as well. Um, kind of watching me and keeping an eye on things and helping us with shot lists. And she's not credited, but she also was definitely, um, definitely kind of sitting there in that, that seat as well. What's next up for you? What's your next movie? Uh, so currently we're in development for a movie. The working title is called I'm Okay, and it addresses um, mental health issues. So it's your average American family that is dealing with different uh, mental health issues. And, and so it kind of walks you through that and sees how they process it. And they deal with some major tragedies and you see how it impacts their lives. And so it, it definitely has a faith background to it. And wow. so we're hoping that it will be helpful for people that are going through those type of situations. Yeah, that's timely. A lot of people will be able to identify with that because uh, mental health is such a big topic. We also have another project that's in development. The working title is called Lost Sons, and, and it 
it deals with, it's a little bit more of an action drama and it's what we would describe as a parable. Our second movie, Black Bear, was the same. It's more of a parable. You know, the faith is in there, but it's not as, as prominent, but we're telling an important faith-driven story through through the movie. And so Lost Sons is, is like that as well. It's an action drama that has to do with ISIS. And um, so it's it's definitely interesting. I'm going to take a shot at this, and I don't know your opinion on it, but what about the um, a movie on abortion, the abortion industry, and the terrible pain that many go through because of abortion and because it's legal in America? Has that occurred to you? Um, we haven't we haven't set out uh, we haven't set out on that particular issue. Um, I know that there's been other films on that. Um, are, so. Not that we wouldn't make that movie, but typically we we try to see what is your average everyday person struggling with. Not that somebody's not struggling with that. I've got friends who've uh, dear dear friends who've had abortions and 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 dealt with that and gone through that, which is oof, I mean that's tough. It's really tough on a person. But that particular topic we we haven't tackled. Um, uh, you know, we just kind of um, a, as we're led to kind of look at different issues and. We've got a number of other scripts that we're going to be in development, but none concerning th- that particular issue. Although in Tulsa, that topic is actually touched on a little bit. I won't. I won't give anything away. But no, um, we won't give the plot away. Yeah, we're we're not af- we're not afraid to address you know real life issues uh, and and and. So the pro life issue is somewhere in Tulsa. It's addressed. Yeah, you'd have to watch the movie to to, to see how how uh, how we handle it. But um, would you say that's fair, Laura? Indirectly. Yes. Yeah, indirectly. Can I ask you? Are you pro life in your thinking? We are. We are. I, I typically um, I I typically don't get real uh, involved politically in terms of you know we we've got to be careful not to not to isolate. Um, it, it it seems like politically. You know, if you if you take a stance on social media or whatever on, on anything po- political, then you isolate half half your potential audience. Uh, so we we typically an interesting point. We typically stay away from politics just because we don't want to. You know, I don't want to from the start cut off half my audience. Now I'm I'm certainly not afraid to take a stance um, on on anything. I just want to. I want people to come no matter what their background, religion, creed, or their beliefs, or, you know, what they do in their private or personal lives, I want them to be able to come to our films um, and sit in that seat and enjoy the film and and hopefully have the film speak to them. So there's, um, so there's a delicate balance. I typically won't post anything. And I have, you know, strong beliefs um, in, you know, and opinions on, uh, on many, many, many topics and everything. I just, I just have a tendency not to, not to go there, not because I'm not, not because I'm a coward or anything, but it's just, I don't want to isolate. Um, I don't want to isolate and people say, Oh, that's a slap this label on the film. Uh, they hate such and such or whatever. Um, so I, I, we, we have a tendency to be pretty intentional about, you know, not cutting off just the half the audience and being shoved in, in a corner and uh, on that stuff. And, and, and honestly, you, you can be censored as well. Uh, very, very quickly. So um, if that makes any sense. But from a personal perspective, just from a, a personal story, uh, my 
parents' doctor wanted them to abort me due to um, some uh, issues that my mom was having, and they made the decision not to. And so I, I do have kind of a personal background with that, and I'm thankful for the life that I was given. And absolutely, and it definitely uh, colors how I think of all of that. <laughs> And we could talk about that at length and maybe we could do another show about it. Curious to get, Scott, a quick idea of the, if you can share anything about the numbers for your movie Tulsa. So we get to put it in context with other movies out there because people should realize your brand of movie making is growing in this country. So Laura's kind of the numbers person, although she's kind of, you know, she, she's a mathematician and computer science uh, software engineer. Uh, although I, I, I number, I know numbers as well, but she, she, she keeps track of a little more of the details, but. Yeah. So, I mean, we're very happy with the results that we had. You know, we made the decision to self-distribute Tulsa, which means that we went directly to the theaters instead of going through a distributor. And so, you know, we hit number two of all time for gross box office for domestic, um, for self-distributed movies. So that, yeah, it was a very exciting for us, especially to hit it through these uh, rough times. It's it, COVID was a difficult time just because a lot of people, they didn't know the theaters were open. And then many people were hesitant to go to the theaters. Uh, the theaters as a whole are getting hit really hard. And so, you know, we were really happy with the turnout that we had and the and the number of theaters that we were able to. I'd have to look up the exact number, but it was over 400 theaters that we were able to get Tulsa in throughout the 13 week run. And so we're very happy with with the results and we're excited about the digital and DVD release in February. Audiences worldwide will get to watch this. Yes. Yes. I mean, there were many states where theaters never opened. So. It was just in places where theaters were open. We, we originally opened in, in every single Regal across the country. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, once the Regal shut down, then that shut the Regals down. But then we had independent films picking up the movie. And, and uh, what we found was, now keep in mind, we did not have a huge, it's called a P&A budget. We did not have a huge budget to let people know to go to the theaters um, and, and many of these movies, of course, have millions and millions of dollars to spend. And, and uh, so we had very, very little. But what we found is there was theater chains, some theater chains and the independent ones that would play the Tulsa trailer for free in front of the other movies like the Christopher Nolan Tenant. And we found that in a number of theater chains, we were uh, or in a number of theaters in certain places where they would do that. Uh, we were, be, we were we would get reported that, you know, we were top box office on some of the theaters like number one billing. Um, there was a theater down in, I want to say Louisiana that they literally had one theater in the town, uh, one screen and they showed Tulsa. And then I think it was tenant Christopher Nolan's tenant came in they showed that and the theater owner said, Hey, can I bring Tulsa back? And actually it was, did better numbers wise than, than tenant. So, um, so they actually brought Tulsa back. So we know with Tulsa, anybody who's seen the movie, um, it, is typically we get really great ambassadors because like you have got to watch this movie and you know people say man i watched it three times i can't stop thinking about it um so it's 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 um and a lot of people too think oh i've seen the trailer so you see the trailer you see the film because the trailer you know we we give a, we give a lot in the trailer but the the trailer is really the tip of the iceberg when you watch the entire film it goes much deeper and it's a much um it's a much deeper film on a number of levels well, I'm sure I saw the trailer in a theater in New Jersey, and uh, it certainly got my attention. 
if there was one takeaway for your audiences from Tulsa, anything you'd like them to walk away from watching it with? I'll have Lori answer it and then I'll give my own. Oh, well, I, I would definitely want people to walk away with it and have hope. There's so much, especially if people watch the media and they keep up with social media, there's so much fear that's generated and anxiety and uncertainty about the future. So I would love for people to watch Tulsa and get a breath of fresh air and to see that there's hope and see the importance of love and friendship and redemption. Um, so I'm hoping that they'll walk away with with really a lot to think about. I would mimic that. And, and just from playing the character, Tommy Colson, and of course, you know, writing that character, you know, Tommy's stuck and he just, he is devoid of hope. He just does not think there is anything left in this life worth living for. And, um, and again, we go back to, to the, the, to the whole thing of purpose and you have, look, you were created specific. You are not an accident. You were created for a purpose um, and, and God created you for that purpose. So seek, seek out what that purpose is for your life. And you're going to be the most happy. Um, if you chase money or drugs, or you fill your, your life with all these different things and look, uh, I've had struggles, I've had addictions. I've had a lot of stuff that I've been through myself personally. Um, I've had kind of that tortured soul as well. And that's what I write out of, but there is hope. And that, that, that hope is, uh, the message, message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, um, you know, that's what I hope that people walk away with and just strengthen those relationships, have connection, connection with God and connection with your fellow, fellow people, you know, your family, friends and your fellow human beings. Yeah. So that's a good point that we should emphasize. You can relate to the character in the movie, you know, having had a background in some ways reflective of that. Absolutely. Well, Scott and Laura, uh, congratulations again. God bless you. Keep the faith. It was a pleasure. I look forward to watching this when it's streaming in February. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sean, for having us. We, we appreciate your time and we appreciate you just sharing um, our, our message and, and this film with, with everyone. And if you need anything, please reach out. Um, our website is priorentertainment.com. Um, and then if they want to follow uh, our social media or follow any of my projects or anything, it's official Scott Pryor. Um, that's on Instagram and social media, uh, Facebook. So official Scott Pryor, but, um, and if they want to find anything more specific about Tulsa, it's TulsaTheMovie.com. You've been listening to life on planet earth with John Aiden Byrne to reach the host or learn about advertising or sponsorship opportunities. Call 973-664-9460 in the U S or email burndesk at gmail.com. That's 973-664-9460 in the U.S. or email burndesk at gmail.com. 973-664-9460 in the U.S. or email burndesk at gmail.com.